You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Oh, Nelly! As the great Keith Jackson used to say, we have got a lot to chop up, discuss, Mix around and talk about town with WEEI.com Patriots beat writer extraordinaire Mike Cadlick, who joins us now on the Harbor One Hotline. Mike, thank you for joining the Rich Keefe Show and the Six Rings feed with, of course, John Lyons and Nick Fitzy Stevens. Did you think when I texted you earlier today and said, we'd love uh, to have you call in, <laughs> we'd love to have you call in and maybe just give us a camp update and talk Malik Mania, that we would have not only a new running back with the New England Patriots to discuss, but also breaking news, a new running back that the Patriots were supposedly interested in now signing with the Jets in Dalvin Cook. So Zeke to the Pats, Cook to the Jets. Cadlick, what do you think? Yeah, uh, you're right. No, we were talking this morning and talking about, you know, our all our six rings and football thing stuff on the podcast, which you should go check out on the Odyssey app. First and foremost. Um, yeah, no, I did not. I did not expect a Zeke signing uh, this early. It's uh, it's good. I think, um, look, I think they needed it, especially after what we saw on Thursday night. Um, yes, the offensive line was bad, but the running back room did themselves no favors either. Uh, we kind of expected a guy like Pierre Strong or Kevin Harris to maybe step up a little bit. And then on Friday night, they make the USFL signing with the C.J. Marable kid, and the, we're kind of like, is this it? Are they going to do anything more? Are they going to just kind of, you know, go down this path of a bunch of, you know, decent players? But no, they don't. They they go with Zeke, and uh, I think it's a good signing. I'm sure we'll get into it a little bit further, but I think for the money, you know, $3 million, uh, I believe it's $3 million guaranteed, up to six with incentives, I think the price is right. I think he can add uh, a, another dynamic player to an offense that, you know, desperately desperately needs some help. Mike, I want to get into your expectations of Zeke Elliott because this is a guy – 876 yards rushing last year, 3.8 yards per carry. Both were career lows, but he did have 12 touchdowns, added 17 catches. So when you project out Zeke's role on this team and what he can contribute, what are your expectations for him? Yeah, so I think of Zeke as, um, you know, a guy who you can, especially now in this offense, um, someone who you can give the ball to and basically spell Ramondre Stevenson. So, um, you know, use him first and second down in order to give Ramondre those, you know, third down or second down, third down, you know, reps right there. Right. Because look, as much as we may, may look at Zeke as a pass receptor and a pass catcher, um, I think ultimately Ramondre Stevenson gives you a better, um, a better fit, a better look as a pass catcher. Uh, than Zeke does. So I think, you know, using him on first and second down, give him a guy, you know, barrel through the barrel through the line, hit the hole, hit the hole hard. Um, look, last year he was good in his role as 
sec- a secondary piece to Tony Pollard, I think you're going to see something similar to that here um, with Stevenson. And I think, honestly, too, with uh, guys like uh, I mentioned it before, but Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris, it should light a fire uh, under their behinds to, you know, realize that, look, that they had one chance the other night and uh, they didn't really take advantage of it. So I think Zeke comes in and, you know, co- covers all those bases, especially someone, again, who it's going to be Ramondre is going to be your lead guy. So I don't expect Zeke to come in here and be the number one back, but um, he's going to get some run and he's going to help, you know, take the load off Stevenson. Well, it's great to have an experienced back who may still have a little something to prove and hopefully gas in the tank and tread on the tires and a little uh, voltage left in those legs after seven intense years with the Dallas Cowboys, Mike. And this is Mike Cadlick, WEI.com, Patriots beat writer, joining us on the Harbor One hotline here on the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy and Lions doing a little six rings and football things action. Uh, That's a hell of a night, by the way for Kevin Harris and Pierre Strong Jr., even J.J. Taylor, to try and prove they belong on the team, get meaningful carries, and become an integral part of the 2023 offense because they're running behind a line that's starting backups, if not even third stringers, people that could potentially not even be on the team or could be on the practice squad. That line was in tatters, and it it was a mess the other night. But to me, it's not only do you now have a legit starter if something does happen to Ramondre, Mike, but also you have somebody that I think the underrated element of signing Ezekiel Elliott is somebody who's sneaky good at catching the ball because he has over 300 catches in his NFL career. He does now become the Ezekiel Elliott to Tony Pollard in the form of Ramondre. And also right. he's great. He's an excellent pass blocker. He's great in pass pro. You've been down there. You've seen what has been the clown outside the window of the Patriots for me all offseason long. The offensive line is a mess right now. You've got to do everything you can to not only help Matt grow, but also not get him killed. Right, and that's you're right, too, about, um, you know, Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris sort of getting the short end of the stick there uh, because yep. they weren't really given much the other night. And so is Zeke going to be able to come in here and, you know, run just – is, is he going to be able to come in here and run better with the same offensive line in front of them? No, probably not. But I think, and as Mike Reese from ESPN uh, reported on Sunday, that there seems to be some optimism on where the, the health of the offensive line is headed with Trent Brown and Cole Strange and even David Andrews has been sort of banged up. Um, it looks like those guys are on the men. So if you add Zeke, who even if Strong and Harris got a better shape, Zeke is still a better option than those guys. You bring him in for $6 million bucks max. You get the offensive line healthy. Again, you add that he, he can uh, he can spell Ramondre, he can pass block, and he can catch the ball. It seems like you know three obviously re- three really solid things they want to add to their offense, uh, and it's for a relatively uh, I would say cheap deal compared to what Dalvin Cook got to eight and a half million. So look, I think it's a great signing. I think uh, I'm surprised that they didn't do it sooner, but I think he was sort of waiting out his market. Um, according to Chris Price of the Boston Globe, apparently the Patriots outbid some other suitors as well. So there was a bit of a bidding war for Zeke. Clearly it was uh, not all about the money, but mostly about the money because if it was about trying to win and you know play with a team that you're going to be able to succeed on, I wonder if he would come to this team because of the offensive line in front of them. But you know that, that dinner in the seaport and Mac Jones sort of whining and dining him, maybe it helped along with uh, – you know, an extra couple million bucks on top. So uh, I love it. I think it really helps them with position uh, needs. Hey, John, real quick, I just want to sneak this one in there before your next question. Mike, it's up to you. I'm putting this one on your shoulders as our beat writer. Here you need to, at whatever introductory press conference they happen to have for Ezekiel Elliott, you need to ask him 
why he and Mac were on the same side of the dinner table. That's actually what I was just going to ask. I was <laughs> going to say, John, I didn't maybe, mean to maybe sitting on the same side of the table paid <laughs> off. I don't know. But, Mike, I do want to ask you, in relation to Dalvin That's Cook, great. because... Yeah, I'll try and squeeze that one in. Sorry you have, to you owe me, yeah. squeeze that one Please, into the, the please. Yeah. thank so, you. So it's breaking now <laughs> that Dalvin Cook has signed with the Jets, and the early numbers look like it's an $8 million deal for a year. It's a couple million bucks more. We don't know the guarantees yet. When you look at these two backs, Mike, are you happier that the Patriots sign Zeke Elliott, given what you mentioned about how he can fit in his role and compliment Stevenson, or do you think they would have been better off paying a couple million bucks more and signing Cook? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I'm going to go with Zeke. I think, and it could be, you know, biased because now he is a Patriot, but um, I think if you save, you know, yourself, save yourself a couple million bucks, hopefully, ideally, you use it. If they're going to sit it and forget it and just go throughout the season and not use the money, then of course I think I would rather bring in Cook because I think Cook's a better back with some more left in the tank. But uh, you save yourself some money. You still bring in a guy in Zeke who has the things that you want. Um, Because Cook, too, um, I think Dalvin Cook wants to be the lead back in a room where last season Zeke clearly took a backseat, accepted a backseat. And, uh, you know, despite coming here and already asking for number 15 and the fact that his jersey number is the first thing announced to him, aside from his signing, I thought that was kind of interesting. But I think he understands that he is a compliment to Ramondre Stevenson. I don't think he expects to come in here and get all the touches and get all the carries. And they'll probably sell a bunch of number 15 Patriots jerseys with Zeke's name on the back, but uh, I don't think he expects to be the bell cow. So I think you're better off bringing in Zeke a little bit cheaper uh, instead of bringing in Dalvin Cook and having a guy who wants to be that guy. Uh, obviously playing more money, and I think he would have a little bit more of a problem, I'd say, playing a backseat to Ramondre than Zeke did. So uh, I think they they did it right here. I think they got this one right. And in a lot of ways, this fits, A, on brand with the Jets in their go-for-it mentality this season, trying to uh, capitalize on Aaron Rodgers in his two-year deal. He takes $35 million off. That money shave allows them to pay top dollar or pretty much peak market value for Dalvin Cook. And B, you know, I got a couple of text messages from friends during the break. Uh, hey, I saw that you, you know, the Dalvin Cook signing with the Jets. Why are they going after him? They already have Michael Carter and Brees Hall. Michael Carter is a change of pace back. Uh, he can run between the tackles, but he's best served in a lot of ways, like in a James White role. To me, right. this does the Jets a service in a lot of ways. And yes, I understand this is, we're talking Patriots. It's a Boston station and we're paying positive lip service to the Jets. But this, do, this is smart for them because now you don't rush Brees Hall, who is a promising feature back, back from his ACL. Now you can load manage him and nurse him into the season while giving Dalvin Cook a chance to carry the load and be RB1. So, look, the AFC East has chosen chaos, Mike, especially at the running back position. How does this not make all of our I'm lives for, more? Yeah, I love it. I'm, I'm all for greasing the wheels of the Jets, too. I think they're going to be a good team. I really do. I don't know if you guys have watched Hard Knocks yet. I'm but, with you, Mike. Uh, I, I'm in. I'm all bought in on the Jets. I think you got to watch Rodgers out, Mike. Just Mike out. just got 500 unfollows. Yeah, but Mike, I think yeah, right. No, <laughs> and Mike, you. I think I they're going to win the AFC East. I think they have it. Go ahead, John. No, I, I, I was just going to kind of agree with you there because this is a team that look. A lot of teams think they're a quarterback away. The Jets last year really were. I mean, that's a playoff team with a competent quarterback. Let alone you know somebody that's actually good like Aaron Rodgers. I do want to expand a little bit beyond just the Patriots and the Jets running back situations, Mike. And I want to look at, we know how bad the offensive line was, but 
When you look at the receiver position from Thursday night, Tyquan Thornton had the nice 27-yard catch. Other than that, we didn't see much. Demario Douglas only played a couple snaps. What did you see out of the receiver position on Thursday night, and do you feel any better or worse about it than you did what, what you saw in training camp? I think what I feel better about is what we didn't see, and that's the fact that Demario Douglas has likely already um, – or looks to have already, you know, reserved himself a spot on this team. Because I think that kid's going to be really damn good. I think we've seen, um, again, it's still early. And I think, you know, Troy Brown the other day sort of tempered our expectations on him as well, just saying that, look, he's a rookie. He's got a lot to learn. Let's sort of let him feel his way out. But um, I think the fact that he didn't play speaks volumes. And it tells, you know, that he's he's going to have a a big role in this offense already just in year one as a six-round rookie. So, um, I think, you know, seeing him not out there, you know, again, tells me that that's going to happen. But then even too with Tyquan Thornton, I think, uh, I think it's sort of lit a fire under him. The fact that he was, you know, quote unquote, demoted to that second unit in the last, you know, couple of days of practice before that preseason game. I think uh, he wants to, you know, prove that he can still do this and still be here. And we, we, myself included, were sort of writing him off last week when Douglas got moved up. And uh, Thornton got first down. So, I mean, yeah, he only had two catches for 31 yards, but um, he doesn't make that uh, that leaping grab all the time. And so I think that was sort of like, okay, I got to go. I got to go do this. Today he was back with the ones. Um, and I think if he stays healthy, they can find a way to use his skill set because it's that, you know, straight line speed, he's a burner. He's not going to go up over the middle and grab one and, you know, shoulder someone in the gut. Like, that's just not his game. But, I think with what they have at receiver, you, you mix him in with Douglas and Juju and uh, Parker, who's had a pretty good camp as well. I think they're fine. Um, I still would have rather to DeAndre Hopkins. Don't like the, I'm not, I'm not going to try and spin this completely positive. I think they still ideally would need a number one. But I think, you know, with the addition of Zeke and with a bunch of number twos that they have, I think they can make it work um, with, O'Brien, with what O'Brien wants to run. So uh, long story short, they're fine. Um, I don't think that's nearly uh, the, the number one problem they have. I still think it's the offensive line. Mike Cadlick from WEI.com, fresh from Patriots practice today, joins Fitzy and Lions here on the Rich Keefe Show. All right, Mike, the other two topics du jour, if you will. One that has been sure. the topic uh, that has been dominating the headlines and the talkers and the clicks over the last couple of days, and then one that popped up fresh today. Uh, Malik Mania, you reported yesterday and – Uh, I think today it was a similar case that Malik Cunningham got a lot of run or more run at quarterback yesterday than wide receiver. And today, if I'm not mistaken, was his first day actually getting to work as quarterback with the ones as well? Or did he get a chance to do that both days? And how did he look from your perspective? Yeah. So he got uh, yesterday and today he got a look at the ones. And I think a lot of people sort of misconstrued what I was reporting on Twitter because the way I worded it was that he got significant reps. And that is what he got was significant reps. He got five reps out of the however many, which it wasn't a lot of reps, but the fact that he was with the ones running quarterback was, in my opinion, and I would say others' opinion, significant. I think the fact that they're putting him in with um, Juju Smith-Schuster and Devontae Parker and the starting off at the blind right in the backfield next to Ramondre, again, that's significant. The fact that they want to give him a shot – to run the football, run some read option, potentially, you know, chuck it in an RPO type of thing. So uh, that's what happened both Monday and Tuesday. Um, he, it, there's not a ton of, you know, passing out of this look. So it does sort of remind me of, I, I don't like to call it a wildcat because it's not 
a running back back there. Malik Cunningham can play quarterback, and they could they could sit back there and go five wide, and he could you know find his matchups and dig and dunk it too. So um, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I think um, we'll wait and see what happens in Green Bay this week, and we'll wait and see what happens this weekend. I'm not going to sit here and anoint him even quarterback two right now. I think that's still Bailey Zappi, but uh, the fact that they're at least giving it a shot and they want to you know potentially have this change of pace quarterback in there and see what they can, whether it's on the goal line, whether it's in the middle of the field. Uh, I think it's important. I think it's, you know, it kind of shows that Belichick is leaning into that uh, a little bit anyway, that, that mobile quarterback realm of uh, the NFL offense now. So uh, he looks pretty good. He's fast. He's a playmaker. We saw it on Thursday, uh, but this will be a big week for him against real competition for three days out in Green Bay. want to follow up on that, Mike, with these Green Bay joint practices and preseason game coming up, what are you, besides obviously Malik Mania, watching for the most? Um, I'm going to go, again, it's the two, the two problems on offense, and I'll add a third in there, but I think uh, watching the offensive line against another type of you know, pass rush and run defense will be, uh, will be telling because we've really only seen them against uh, the Patriots and obviously the Texans the other night. But um, you know, getting some starters out there, not just the backups, will be something I'll have my eye on. I'll also want to take a look at Demario Douglas, um, during practice, because I don't know if they'll play him in the game again, but he's only repped then against the Patriots defensive backs, who I think are good, but it's been the same, you know, group of guys for a month, month and a half now, going back to minicamp. So see him against some other guys, you know, Jair Alexander. I don't know if they'll match him up on him specifically, but, you know, a first team defensive backfield. Uh, and then the other thing I'm going to watch too is, uh, uh, why can't I think of my, my third one that I just said? Uh, Max Jones, too, obviously. You want to see him against uh, against Jair Alexander. Um, that matchup will be important because, again, that's one of the, the best cornerbacks uh, in the game of football. Not only Jair, but the, the, that entire Packers defense is pretty solid. So we haven't seen Mac yet against any, any live defenses besides the Patriots, so it'll be good to see him uh, against real competition and see how the implementation of that Billy O'Brien offense has really taken off. So uh, it's exciting, and it's, uh, it's good to, you know, see them, again, compete against another uniform that's not just the blue compared to the white uh, at Gillette Stadium. So it'll be fun. It should be exciting. Yeah, there were a lot of uh, a lot of storylines that emerged, a lot of players who popped, a lot of stars who went off, and some young talent that came to the front over the rest of preseason game number one, whereas the Patriots had that flash of Malik Cunningham and not much else. Not a lot of starters, right. no Mac Jones, and that, of course, has been a little bit of a divisive topic in and amongst Patriots fans, et cetera, et cetera. But if the starters do get a decent amount of run, Obviously, they will in the joint practices, and we'll see how much they play Saturday night at Lambeau. One of the guys that uh, we were kind of tabbing as a red zone target and someone we were hoping to see Mac Jones develop a connection with in the form of Mike Kosicki went down with an injury today, Mike. uh, Looks like it was to his shoulder as we get close to wrapping up here. Can you tell me anything that you heard, saw, learned in uh, the latest on Kosicki potentially? Yeah, so they were running. Uh, they were run- they were in full pads today. Uh, their last practice before heading to Green Bay tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow's a travel day. They're heading out there for practice on Wednesday, Thursday. So they were in full pads today. They were running some contact tackling drills, and basically what happened is Jelani Tavai, you know, took uh, tried to take Hunter, uh, not Henry, excuse me, tried to take Gasicki to the ground. Gasicki goes down, puts his arm out to break his brace his fall and uh, hurt his arm in one way or another. I, you're right. It's it's either a forearm, an arm, or a shoulder. We couldn't tell exactly what it was, but uh, Jelani Tavai sort of came up, like, yelling like he 
I don't know if I want to say he heard something snap because I don't know that for sure, but he was clearly shaken up right away. Uh, trainers came over, walked Kosicki off the field. Uh, he was holding his, looked like his right shoulder, but I don't know if, again, I don't know if it was like a forearm or a shoulder type thing uh, to be determined, but definitely a uh, something to monitor. They brought him off the field. He didn't return. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens there. And you're right, it's tough because a guy who was supposed to be that red zone threat for them uh, goes down without even playing in a game. So, uh, again, I don't want to speculate on what it is, but um, to have him out for a significant amount of time could be a decent blow to an offense who is already sort of uh, grasping, grasping at straws for what they want to use for, uh, for weapons. Yeah, this is not good. I mean, this is one of the – he was hardly high-priced in the offseason, but this is one of the free agents that was brought in in hopes of goosing yep. – up if not turbocharging the Pats offense big red zone target had a great year a couple years ago down year last year for Miami seemed motivated linking up with Mac Bill O'Brien who recruited him to Penn State this doesn't sound good and the fact I didn't know that Tavai almost sort of jumped up or wanted to alert everybody like hey guys this isn't good like I I, yeah he had some sort of quick reaction to it again I don't know exactly what how he did it but uh he 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 quickly was like, oh, yeah, some, something happened here. So, not sure. Yeah. John, Mike, is there anyone that we can think of? Like, is there a, a, a free agent tie? I mean, it's not going to be Ferkser. It's not going to be Lumpkin. It's not going to be Sokol. Is there a free agent tight end or maybe someone who may be clinging around, uh, hanging on as a backup somewhere else? Yeah, good thing we didn't sign D-Hop, says everyone at the same time. Um, but I think there- this might lead yeah, them right. to keeping an extra tackle on the roster if he's out for a while, and that's going to be your extra blocker, and you're just going to go more 11 personnel and sometimes 10 personnel receiver wise, I think at this point, that's probably what you're stuck with. Yeah. That's my thought too. If, if he's out for a significant amount of time, you end up again, keeping a guy like Ferks or or Sokol as um, sort of that blocking piece, if you will, as a tight end. But if you're looking for personnel changes, it's going to be more 11. It's going to be more Hunter Henry. And it gives those receivers another opportunity to get in the mix because they're going to be running uh, a lot more three receiver sets. So, uh, not good for Gasicki, but it gives those those other pass catchers an opportunity for sure. Yeah, it could be a spare tight end, could be Kayshawn Booty, could be Trey Nixon, who knows who may be sticking yeah. around. And good thing they got a pass catcher and a blocker in the form of Zeke coming in today on that $4 million guaranteed deal. Yeah. Mike, good stuff. Thanks for joining us. Uh, let the people know where they can follow you and find your action. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Mike Kadlik. You can read all of my Patriots news at uh, com, And uh, that'll be that. So, uh, you know, pa- Patriots are away for a couple weeks, but uh, we'll still have it covered there on the website. So uh, do that. Follow me on Twitter for everything you want. Okay, and get a watch out with those Jets compliments because Pats fans are a little bit sensitive yeah. about that these days. Just ask Devin McCourty. Great job, AFC, Mike. Enjoy your evening, buddy. AFC East Division winner. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Wow. Wow, man. Someone wants to steal the pickles off that guy's pizza. See you, Mike. Thanks so much, buddy. (laughs) Bye, guys. See ya. Mike Cadlick at Mike Cadlick from WEI.com joining Fitzy and Lions on the Rich Keefe Show and the Six Rings feed via the Harbor One hotline. Ooh, we got a lot to break down there, John, and so much more. Let's catch you up on the Patriots news of the day inside the the halls of Gillette Stadium and, of course, all the way down in Florham Park as well. Zeke to the Pats, Dalvin Cook to the Jets. You here with Fitzy and Lions until 10 p.m. Don't go anywhere. 617-779-7937 is the telephone number right here for the Rich Keefe Show with Fitzy and Lions, WEI.